Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 11 of the 2 and one Golf Podcast. I'm Sterling, we have Madison, and we also have, again, for the third week in a row, Dwayne. How are we doing, boys? I'm, I'm doing good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing good, thanks. How about you, man? Uh, I'm, doing, I'm doing great. Special day for me. It, it is a big day for, uh, for Sterling. Um, it is Sterling's birthday today. How old am I, Madison? Um, you turned 25 today? 26. Ooh, I was going to say 21, but, uh, you know. Yeah, I got the baby face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the baby face. So. Any big plans? Yeah, we're going to dinner tonight, so. Awesome. You know, it's uh, it's 5.10 right now. <laughs> the dinner's at 6.30, so uh, might be a shorty today. Yeah, it might be, but uh, I'm trying some different things out. Um, looking to maybe start doing some more video content as well. Um, kind of giving you guys a, an idea of. I don't know what we look like, what we're doing um, here while we record. Um, so trying yeah. to just trying new things, mix things up, see what it, see what happens. You know, episode eleven, so we're yeah. still very new. Trying to just trying to cover all our bases, keep the listeners guessing. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's pretty keep much one of toes. <laughs> just like Will's all the tour putting stroke. Oh, I guess I can't say that anymore. No, he's a champion. He is a champion. Remember last week when we were talking about his earnings? Yeah, now winnings. There, yeah, he is now one. On the PGA Tour for the first time after having a solid a solid year last year, yeah, and now an even better year this year. Yeah, I think um, what they were saying on the broadcast. This is only like his fifty fifth or fifty sixth start, so it seems like he you always see him. So I guess I kind of felt like he's been around for a while, but really still pretty new on the tour. Um, but definitely happy to see him get it done uh, yesterday. Yeah, for sure, and I'm also happy to. <laughs> to, to to say that uh, Madison made some some comments last week about his putting stroke and didn't care or didn't really think the caddy change would be a huge uh, change. Um, I don't like, listen. I know he putted. <laughs> I know he putted better. Yep. But he also had a new caddy and and he won. So. Yeah, I mean, I I believe me. I did say last week that I didn't think the caddy change would be a huge difference, and it, it technically. He just got him one extra position, but I will say um, I did see that Will Zalatoris was saying that his caddy was just kind of keeping him loose yesterday, uh, throwing out some dad jokes uh, throughout the entire round. But I think the big thing was uh, they interviewed his coach, and they, they worked on a couple of things, I guess, of the off week, and just realized that he was holding the, uh, the putter grip a little too high, and that was causing some of the issues. So got everything in line, um, kind of got a quick drill for him, and it paid off. Uh, what was the quote that he said? When he made the putt, when he when, when he, he made, made the putt, I think he sent it to he me. He said, "Yeah, he said, um, what are they going to say now?" Yeah, th- with nothing and to say. He's he, a he's a champion. Nothing. You got no. nothing to say. I don't. And he, jumps into uh, the FedEx Cup leader leader yeah, spot there. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, the way the FedEx Cup playoffs are are set up, it's like I said last week. You just got to get to the one twenty five, and then you know get hot if you want to have a chance to win at the end of the the playoffs. So I'm not a fan of the. Uh, Way they have it set up with the points and all, how you get quadruple the amount of points um, compared to the regular season, but it is what it is. And congratulations to Will. Yeah, did you watch? Did you watch any of the playoff? I did. Yeah, I watched all of it. Did you watch the playoff? I well? did. Yeah, I did. Some some eventful golf. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think I tweeted out. I was like, it looks like they're playing a a worse ball competition here, but <laughs> um, it it just seems like after the first hole, um. It, I don't know. It was just kind of like, well, let's see who can screw up first. And you see Sepp almost pull one into the into the drink on the left, and then 
Willie Z blocks it way right, almost OB, and they both recover and, and move on. And then on the par 3 11th, just uh, kind of shocking club selection for, for both of them, especially Sepp after seeing um, Zalatoris kind of end up on the lip um, on the rock wall. You would think that he and his caddy would decide just hit it in the center of the green, but no, just went pin seeking as well. And um, unfortunately, his did not get the same bounce. Mm-mm. Yeah, I haven't. I watched it. I still don't understand really what he was trying to do. I think it to me it looked like one of those we're gonna you know aim left to hit it dead straight, and he hit a fade. And he tried to save it at the end, but there was no save in that golf ball. No, no, it is. It, once again, I think everyone was really just kind of surprised to see that ball going right after after seeing where Zalatoris was. Um, it, it almost seems like you just can hit hit it anywhere on the green. Just make sure that it's dry, and and you'll have a, a good good opportunity to win. And um, fortunately, he uh, he decided to go another route on that. I thought it was wet as soon as I saw it bounce. I was like, oh my goodness, that's wet. And uh, he got a fortuitous bounce to kind of hug the the rocks and the collar of the green there. So. Uh, very fortuitous bounce for him there. Did the did the shot tracer to you all like to me? It it, it looked pretty good. The shot tracer did. So I'll I'll say Zalatoris's did not. No. Seps did. Yeah. And I thought the whole time I was like, man, I'm surprised he's he's that far right. But it definitely looked like it was it was on the right portion of the green, but far enough left of it that um it I mean it definitely seemed. L- more left than Zalatoris's mm-hmm. um, line, so that was kind of interesting to see. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes you just you just can't you can't trust those those tracers. N- not all the time. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. So um, the other big story, and I kind of want to get your opinion on this. Obviously, we've we've had conversations about Cam Smith going to live. It's been mm-hmm. circulated all over the place, and then come the final round, you know, he's in a in a pretty good position. I think he was one back two back and um, gets hit with a, a a penalty at the beginning of uh, round four what are your what are your thoughts on that what's your take on that so just to just to put this out there it is Monday we're not recording Sunday night like we usually do um, yeah. so other news to get to that came out today uh, but as a professional you have to know the rules you know if you know the rules you can take advantage of the rules right you can you know take cart path leave whatever cam Smith to me, it looked like the ball was definitely on the line, and I, I'm I'm not sure why would he even take the risk. You know, you, you can if it goes back into the hazard, you can redrop it. If it does it again, then you can place it, which obviously placing a ball is better than dropping a ball. So I I, I don't understand why he wouldn't redrop if the ball landed on the line or came to rest on the line. Yeah, I watched it a couple times, and that's kind of what everyone was saying about it is, you know, as a player, you kind of have to police yourself, and then even the people in your group have to police each other as well, so um, you would think that he would have been able to, to see that, or at least his caddy, and said, hey man, we can drop again, I mean, it's definitely on the line, but I think the um, the part that was kind of, I don't want to say coincidental, but, you know, it, it was one of those things where... The, ter- the round ends, he signs a scorecard, and then we talk about this, I don't know, 12, 16 hours later, and it's it's now being being addressed. Um, and I get, I think one of the officials was watching footage of their group, and that's how they identified it. Um, but to, to penalize them the morning of, I mean, at that point, do you think, after he, the, the round is over, he signed his card, can you still penalize at that point? Or should you be able to? I mean, I know obviously you can, 
but should you be able to penalize at that point? That's a good question. I mean, I mean, don't once you sign the card, doesn't that mean you know you? Great, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I think they changed that rule. Okay. Because it didn't. Uh, one of the LPGA players, like Lexi, or something. It was Lexi. Incident with she, Lexi. Something kind of similar where she maybe didn't drop or she didn't do something right. Ended up signing for the the wrong score. Right. Got another penalty and ended up basically just falling out of the tournament or something like that. Well, it used to be if you sign an incorrect scorecard. I, correct me if I'm wrong. I thought you were DQ'd. Is I it? think if you if you sign for a lower score than what you actually got, you get disqualified. If you sign for a higher score, you take the higher score. Yeah, so in that case, he would have been DQ'd. Right. With, uh, I right. think with the old rule. Right. I think with this new rule now, if it's something that that the rules officials see like on broadcast or something like in video form well after the round, then I think you just add the, the two-stroke penalty. So I guess my question is this. Like, I could understand maybe if this was on the 16th or 17th. This was on the fourth hole. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of time for that to be seen and addressed by the time that he's walking up, I mean, 18 or, or making the turn. There was a lot of time in between that round. And then, of course, after the round, they make the decision and, and make him aware of it the following morning. So they did, they made the decision that night, the Saturday night? I don't know if that's when they, they came to it, but I know that he was he was told and made aware of the, the penalty before his round on Sunday. So what I think happened was it was such a simple drop Mm-hmm. Right, he never called over a rules official. Mm-mm. He just took his relief and played the ball. And I don't think it was really an issue until another rules official was watching the uh, maybe the broadcaster saw a video of it and then brought it to their attention. Yeah, that's what I saw a lot of people on social media. They're like, "Well, it doesn't make sense. Why would he have dropped without you know calling a rules official over?" And like, you don't want these these tour players having to call a rules rules official over every single time they take a drop. Golf rounds would take so so long i think it's it's one of those things where you've got three players they can all agree on a spot where a ball should be dropped i mean that's kind of how it goes right yes now when i play in tournaments and what i recommend everyone i know calling over rules official is going to slow down the pace of play but you want to cover your own butt right and but you got to remember these guys are playing I mean, heavy schedules. They've probably taken enough drops in, in their season so far. I mean, when you're playing your rounds, you're probably not playing as, as often. So I know making sure that the that you're dropping the correct way and in, this, in the correct spot makes a lot of sense. But these guys are doing it day in and day out. And there's two other professionals or, yeah, typically two other professionals with them in the same group that if you can have a question, sometimes you can ask those guys. I Because mean, not every group has a rules official with them. I mean, I want to go back to another question. The, the question you posed earlier, if that was the fourth hole, they went the entire round and then that evening to address the issue, no one saw that, you know, before. I mean, typically there's somebody kind of watching replay and all that stuff. I mean, don't you think they would have caught that maybe a, a couple holes after that? No, like I said, it was such a simple right. drop. And then just like you know, at these tournaments they have, I don't know if they're volunteer rules officials, but like they're like, USGA, RNA, like they're legit rules officials that kind of sign up. I think the the rules PGA of, tour. Rules I thought officials. the rules officials travel from event to event. Sure. Or yeah. there's uh, there's like a group of them. They're probably not the same core for the entire okay. season. But I thought it was 
at least the same ones. Because I mean, you used to see Slugger out there at every event. I mean, Slugger's a different breed, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, like I said, it's just that one random rules official is like, huh, just watching it. And that ball looks a little close to the line. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, always, I think you should always call over a rules official, no matter how simple the drop is, because if you make a mistake, it's going to cost you. No, I mean, I agree 100%. But I guess here's the other thing, too. Like, so let's say that Cam Smith's not almost in, you know, running up the leaderboard, trying to get in a shot at the lead, and he's not being televised. No one ever sees that. No one ever realizes that. There's a camera on every shot now. No matter if it's televised. I mean, there's going to be some sort of video of the shot. Right. But if that rules official is not watching the broadcast, which is where it came from, then watching the broadcast, it wouldn't have been seen. Don't be in contention. <laughs> <laughs> That's is that is that the play? Like, hey, break as many rules as you want. <laughs> Just make sure that you're outside the top ten. Um, either either play bad because you're playing bad and don't be on TV, or you you play good but you play bad because you're breaking the rules because you're on TV. I mean. I'd never like that, though, where you get penalized down the road. I mean, that's like, you know, basketball. You know, you, you foul somebody in the first quarter. You know, in the fourth quarter, is you know, eight seconds left. Now we're going to call that foul from the first quarter. Um, there's no way to streamline that that process to, okay, if it happened on the fourth hole, if we don't get it by the fourth hole, then it's a moot point. I mean, I, I don't I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I mean, I know I'm no rules official, but I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah, that's kind of where I am with it. Like, if it's not identified by the time you sign your card. And now, with some sort of caveat, right? I, I do believe that if it happens on, on hole 16, 17, 18, mm-hmm. I mean, it could take a little bit longer. But if you're on hole four, you've sure. got probably another two and a half, three hours worth of golf where Agreed. that could be identified. Agreed. But you think about it, I mean, in in some respects, it the rules have gotten a little bit better because remember a couple of years ago, people used to just be able to call in call yeah. just random people. You could be sitting, sitting at your, in, on your sofa in your underwear, watching golf on Sunday and you'd yeah. be able to call in and say, Hey, they took an incorrect drop I or, yeah. I mean, someone called in for tiger. What I think a- he was in the woods, like removing like a leaf or something. And this guy was sitting at home, probably in his grandmother's basement. And he was like, Oh, Tiger's ball just moved. I zoomed in, had it on 4K, slow motion, and it just you can just, just barely see where it it rolls right here. And he called in, yeah, and Tiger got penalized. Yeah, just wasn't that I can't remember though. Um, I know we haven't talked about him in a while. Um, ever since he blocked us, but wasn't that the same thing that happened at the Hero with Patrick Reed in the sand? Was that called in or was that just seen on coverage and hope, by a rules official? I, I can't remember, but I hope that wasn't called in because it was pretty obvious. Oh, it was, it was very obvious, um, and of course he denies it till this day. But um, yeah, I was one. I couldn't remember if that one was called in or not, but <laughs> pretty obscene stuff. Um, and now his hip hurts. Well, Cam Smith, his hip hurts. Not yes, Patrick Reed. Sorry. Yeah, or Tiger Woods. Well, we can talk about Patrick Reed here in a second. But yeah, Cam Smith um, has withdrawn from the next event, citing some um, ongoing hip injury. Apparently, it's been bothering him for a while, and he's finally just decided to take some time off. Um, so, I mean, I guess that's kind of the ability you have in the playoffs. If you're already on to the next um, to the next tournament, and you don't really need to play. But, I mean, it definitely helps putting yourself in a better position uh, when the, I don't know, what is it, when the, the final count comes out in the top 10, all get their bonus scores. The PIP. The PIP, yeah. Player Impact Program. Well, not that, but you know, when they go into East Lake and number one starts with like at ten under oh, and all yeah, that, right, right. with the I don't know what 
the money grab or whatever you want to call it. But I mean, currently he's third in the FedEx Cup, so he's in a good position. You know, even skipping the BMW. Oh yeah, and I mean, I don't think his, I don't know that his position would change that much. Um, being top three, I know that there would have been a little bit of shakeup. I think if Sep won last, uh, on I'm sorry, on Sunday last night, um, and then obviously Willie Z winning dropped Scotty one spot and Cam one spot, but I don't think that'll that'll change too much. But I will say, um, Rory McIlroy was interviewed on Tuesday or Wednesday said he's taking some time off hasn't touched a club shows up and uh misses the cut any any concern there no not at all no okay it's Roy what are we talking about it's it's the first leg of the of the playoffs and it's Roy McIlroy okay just wondering what about Scotty Scheffler missing the cut I mean that's just (laughs) (laughs) Scotty's interesting because during the entire year, he's been consistent, but he has those random miscuts. Yeah. Um, when was his last tournament? Before was it the Open? And this mm. is his next tournament. I think so. Yeah. I mean, it could just be you know just getting the those tournament reps back in. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't look too much into it for those yeah. two guys. No, I'm not. Like I said, I'm not really concerned because their position doesn't change that much. Yeah. Um, but just wanted to see if you were sounding the alarms on Rory yet. You know, um, not Rory, but I will say uh, maybe Ricky. Ricky was looking good heading into, was that Saturday when he made the nine? Saturday he made the uh, quad on 18. Mm. I mean, he was looking good. He was. No, he he really was. Um, you know, obviously had a little help getting into the playoffs to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely thought he would be one to kind of take advantage of it. And uh, unfortunately, just... 18 kind of snuck up and got him, unfortunately. Um, so his playoffs are done, not moving on, but yep. um, still glad to see him kind of make it. And I, I don't think we'll see him going anywhere, if you know what I mean. I don't think he's he's going over to that other tour. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of it's good to see him keep, get back to it. Obviously, he's made a caddy change as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think – did he have Ben Showman from Cobra on there? Was that who it was? I'm not sure. Um, was on his bag, who filled in for um, Bryson a little bit as well. So maybe just it's it's time for everyone to shake up the caddies a little bit if you're if you're struggling. He looked good for most of the week. Mm-hmm. Just came up a little short. Yeah, I think he finished at one over. So um, right now, if you you know with today's date, whose career are you taking, Ricky Fowler or Will Zalatoris, and why? Uh, I'll take uh, Zalatoris. Really? Just because. He now has a a, a pretty big win, sure. a playoff win. Sure. I don't think Ricky Ricky's biggest win is the players, which players. is obviously like you know the fifth major. But I do think Ricky's done. So, are you talking As, about like the in, the entire body of work, his yes. entire career? Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. Do, do we all, are we also taking in, like into account like his popularity? Because no, I don't just, think just, him, just on the course. Oh, okay. Course yeah. resume. Yeah, resume. I, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna take um, Zalatoris. He's just played so well this year. Um, he finally got that win. I think it's gonna have some some similar effects to like um, maybe like a, a Tony Finau or Scotty Scheffler. And the floodgates will open up a little bit because um, I think that's all it took, right? We talked about the putting. That was okay, the, the, the change. Well, yeah, sure. <laughs> 
We talked about the putting, and it sounds like and looks like the putting's been figured out. So um, I think it's just it's going to be a little smooth sailing for here. If we talk about popularity, though, I mean, if you listen to the crowd at um, doesn't matter where you at go. the FedEx, I mean, everyone was chanting for Will's Autors. Right. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry. I, I thought. Oh wait, wait. Is that you saying that Will's Autors has had a little bit more popularity this week, or Th- yeah, this week? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, yeah, I agree. So I think, you know, they understand Will's struggles, you know, dropping his caddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Second place at the PGA, always come up a little bit short. So, yeah, I think he – and also, who was he going against? I mean – You don't like Seb Straka? I mean – Come on now. <laughs> well, speaking of, you know, like you said, floodgates opening, um, Tony Finau gave him a shout-out and said his resilience is a testament to his character – and now he's a winner. He's been a rock-solid dude through all the noise, and I have so much respect for him because of that. Now watch him go. It's says, bravo, dude. So You think Tony Finau is giving himself a little bit of – so to me it sounds like Tony Finau wrote that for himself. But then, <laughs> I think, but then I think maybe Tony Finau was hoping that somebody would have written that about <laughs> And he's like, all right, well, I didn't get this, so let me just – no, I – look, um, I, I think for both of them it, it was uh, just a lot of – I don't want to say mental stuff. I think, you know, Zalatoris may have had some mechanical stuff too, but um, I think for both of them, I mean, just getting the getting the win this season, obviously one led to another for Tony. Maybe we'll see the same thing for, for Zalatoris, but um, right. I just think for both of them, you know, they've obviously dealt with a lot of adversity with their game. Um, so to see them both kind of having some success now is great. And the best thing about, Tony Finau having some late successes, of course, it's what we talked about. It's near the playoffs. It's always good to be be red hot going into the playoffs. So yeah. I know we talked about his his majors, not not a great timing to uh, get hot after the majors, but still for the FedEx Cup, it's a good time to get hot. Yeah, Tony, he played really well in round one, round two, uh, round three and four, pretty average, still shot under par. I believe he, did he get a top 10? Does anyone know? Stack Guy Madison, can you, uh, can you get on that? Yeah, I'll um, take a look at it for you. Appreciate it. Thank you. As he pulls that up, um, Zalatoris, I didn't realize how good his tournament resume was, you know, this year. Mm-hmm. Um, T6 at the American Express, um, the Farmers Insurance, I think it was that he lost in the playoff, I think, in that, right? Or came in second or something. I don't recall. Uh, for that one. T6 at the Masters, T4 at the Zurich, um, PGA Championship, obviously, you know, Bode well for him. The Memorial was T5, U.S. Open, T2, and then won at FedEx. I mean, so he's been trending um, in a great, you know, fashion to to that and, you know, won $2.7 million. So, yeah, it's a pretty decent Sunday, I'd say. Well, yeah, not too bad. Um, and Tony Finau finished tied for fifth. Yeah, okay. So um, still, still working in the right direction. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you guys this question, okay? Will Zalatoris playing some great golf as Dwayne just you know you gave us his finishes for the year. Let's say he wins the BMW this week and doesn't win the FedEx Cup. Does that bother y'all? In 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 what way? Like, do you think you that you win two out of the three playoff tournaments and you just don't win? In the NBA, you win two out of three games in the finals. Like, I mean, I know they do a, a best of seven. So, I mean, I just, I don't, I, again, I, I keep bringing it up. But I really don't like the FedEx Cup format. No, I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely interesting. And I, I kind of, 
I kind of agree with you um, in in some respects. I do think if you go into the playoffs, like you said, if you win two out of three of them, um, you definitely be the the hottest player. And um, I mean, I guess it just depends. I mean, so here, let's put it this way: let's say Ricky Fowler, right? Let's say he wins this past week. He comes, he starts at one twenty-five. He wins this past week, and he wins the next one, which would probably move him up into maybe like top twenty. Would you think it would move him that far? Wait. If he wins back to back, back to back. Oh, he'd be number one. You think you, quad, you quadruple? The oh, points. that's right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, it also depend on what Scotty Scheffler does. If Scotty Scheffler finishes second, Will Zalatoris finishes second. I mean, they're still going to be up there too. I don't think he would jump ultimately into first. I think he would. Okay. Well, <laughs> do you want to break down those numbers? No, I don't. I do not want to look in, into all that. Um, so I, I agree with you in that respect. But I still think you know, coming down to the last tournament, I, I. I'm not a huge fan of how everyone starts with a different score going into East Lake. It just seems that, you know, you play really well and it kind of almost favors you. So it's almost like the deck is, the deck is stacked against everyone else. Um, so in that respect, I would have everyone just kind of start at zero and, you know, go from there. I also think, let me put it to you this way, I also think there should be, it should be a very limited field. I know that's, it's how many eventually goes at 30. 30, I was going to say 35, okay. I think instead of having the top 10 players or whatever start with whatever scores, how about you just have the top 10 go out there and play? Because then Tiger Woods wouldn't have won in 2019. Well, okay, so you take one. I'm sorry, was that 2018 when he won the, the Tour Championship? Because then he won a Masters in 2019. He won the Masters in 19. Yeah, we'll look at that. I think it's 2018. He won the the Tour Championship because my boy Justin Rose won the FedEx Cup. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean, it just you can't. I don't think you I can just do don't just get. 10. I d- okay, so leave it at leave it at 30 then. But I still don't think having people start at different scores gives you better golf. I think it almost kind of. I mean, that's like you and I going and playing out there. I'm, I'm going to throw this out there. It's probably going to be very incorrect. It's like you and I going out there and you'd be like, all right, I'm going to give you 18 strokes. I'm going to give you 18 strokes. Now, right now, that would probably be a pretty even match with where our game is. But let's say we're playing off the same handicap, right? Let's say we're both scratch golfers. And, I, and you say, hey, I'm going to give you 18 strokes. How is that fair to anybody else? That's like, Does that make for good that's golf? Be- no, but that's... If we want to make it, if we want to make the playoffs important, and we want to make it fair to the players, it's going to suck for the fans either way. Because remember how they used to do it with, with all these different points, and the fans never really knew who was in the lead of the FedEx Cup, but they knew who was going to win the Tour Championship. Um, but no, if you do it like that, it's fair to the players because you've earned it right throughout the playoffs. If I win two out of the three events, I want a big lead because yeah. I've won two out of the three playoff events. But I mean, either I don't, know, I don't know how. But there's still there, like kind of what you were alluding to. There's still a thing. Even if you win two out of the three, there's still a a a point where someone could win the tour championship at Eastlake, but yet you could still win the FedEx Cup, depending on where they are in the points. With the old format, can't you still do it with the new format? If somebody comes out of left field and no, if someone comes out of left field, they win now. Because if mm-hmm. you are five back of me, and by the end of 72 holes, you finish one above me, you just win everything. Mm. 
So what I think they should do is you take the old points format from the previous years, right? Let's say Will Zatorres wins two out of the three. Currently, he would start at 10 under, Scotty Scheffler eight, Cameron Smith seven, and so on. Now, I think Will Zalatoris should get a bigger lead if he wins two out of the three playoff events to start. So, like, maybe he starts at 15 and Scotty starts at 10 or something like that. I don't think two strokes is, an, is enough for winning two out of the three events. Mm, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I just still, I don't know. I don't necessarily love the format. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if anyone loves it, honestly. I think it's better than the point system right now. Um, it's different, almost like a, almost seems like something that the live live tour would do. <laughs> um, I mean, it is just a cash grab, so yeah, it could is. be. 15 mil. Yeah. It was 10 last year, and then is 15 this year? Or was it 15 I, last year? I, I thought it was 15 last year. I can't remember. It was 10 uh, the previous years, but it's going to be 30 in the next two years. You just never really know. It's kind of uh, <laughs> just Sterling's getting phone calls over here. Probably just calling to wish you a birthday. Happy birthday. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it, I think the the format is still pretty interesting. It, I'm sure it'll continue to change and continue to evolve based on, you know, feedback that they get. But um, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it, it's definitely shaping up to be to be very interesting. I know uh, probably a lot of people were a little surprised with what the leaderboard looked like going into Sunday. Wasn't the uh, the usual suspects you would expect up there. Um, but I still think the playoff it made for for great golf. So um, Eight, eighteen million for the winner this year. Eighteen. Oh wow. Yeah, that is a lot. Yeah, eighteen million. Uh, Six point five million for second place, and then third million. Uh, third place gets five million. Wow. That's um, that's a lot of coin. Yeah, it's a lot of bread. So, um, upcoming. We've got the BMW in uh, in Delaware, correct? Wilmington. Delaware. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, will be another star-studded field. Definitely sur- going to be missing Cam Smith a little bit. Um, we'll see what everything kind of happens without him there. But um, I still think he'll. We'll see him in contention um, come round three. I guess if you want to put it as as round three at, at East Lake, right? Yep. Yeah. What else you got, Dwayne? What you well, got? I, what you got going on this week? You were telling me. Um, you know, obviously, we're talking about tech and everything like that, and, and gear. You said um, you were, were you getting fit for the TSR, or somebody else is getting t- fit? A buddy of mine tomorrow is getting fit for the TSR. Speaking of TSR, um, Zalator was one with a TSR three yesterday. He so sure um, evidently, he's seen some positive gains. You know, seven plus yards distance increase. Supposedly, the only thing he changed was just the head itself, same shaft, same everything. So. Um, might have to get somebody to call Titus and get somebody to give us some some inside scoop on the uh, the tech on that. Um, but no, I've seen a lot of people that have enjoyed hitting that that new driver. I think almost, or, well, I would assume, um, at least from what I've seen, most of the Titleist staffers have put it in the bag already. I think JT made the switch. I think I saw Jordan had made the switch already. And am I wrong? Well, no. Did did Tom last week? Did he win with the TSR? He did TSR three. Oh, Tom! Yeah. Are they undefeated right now with TSR? Uh, they may with be. the TSR line. I saw maybe. actually. I saw a, I saw a tweet come from them um, about about their winnings. But yeah, they're they're yeah. doing pretty well with that head. I think 
if and I apologize in advance, but I think I saw that he was hitting the TSI four last year and switched into the TSR three this year. A little bit more forgiveness uh, on the TSR three model. But again, we'll mm -hmm. have to get somebody in here to give us a an inside scoop on the the upcoming technology on that. But uh, I've heard a lot of positive things about it. Yeah, so um, I'm looking at it right now. So it's actually the fourth win with a TSR driver in eight weeks for for Titleist. So um, not too bad. I think it's um, whatever they've they've done to it. And I haven't really looked into into it, which I apologize for. Um, but it seems to be working. It's strong out the gate um, for for a new driver, and so uh, it'll be interesting to see what what kind of happens moving forward. Your boy Zalatoris. Uh, hit that uh, TSR3, had that in the bag, and then uh, had the TSR2+, plus, which is like a strong three-wood, uh, 13 degrees. Interesting thing, though, I read is that he is using the 2019 iteration of the T100 irons. So he's not using the latest iteration. He's using the 2019. It's not necessarily a negative thing. I just think that's, you know, you, you see the shiny new toys, and you would think, hey, I need the best, but if the pros can use what's working for them and not necessarily jumping to new, you know, tech, you know, that, that for the weekend warriors such as myself, you know, it's okay to just play what, 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 what works. Um, the SM nine wedges, he's still playing those obviously the pro V one golf ball. And, um, he's got the T 200, um, three iron in his bag hmm. to kind of close out what's in the bag for the FedEx cup. You're pondering over there, Sterling. What do you, you getting some I mean, new tech in the bag? Are you contemplating? Man, no, no, I'm not. No, I love my bag right now. Okay. Um, maybe I am supposed to potentially uh, get fit for a TSR here in the near future. You're big time, um, sir. You're big time. Yeah, you know, what are you going to do being a PJ professional and all? Um, no, I'm not surprised by those 2019 irons. I mean, irons, um, three woods. Sure. There's just some of those some of those clubs that when, when the pros and the really good golfers, when they love – that club, like they keep him in the bag forever. Sure, you know, I mean, Adam Scott. Mm -hmm. I know he switched um, iron companies recently, but he was he was playing like the six nineties, like for forever. Right, and like Tyus was making you know his own set of six nineties for the longest time. Um, so I'm I'm not surprised by that. I remember when how long Henrik Stenson had that three wood in his bag forever. I think it finally broke in order for him to. Yeah, he he never had a driver like for a while. I think he just had two three woods in the bag, like no driver. Unreal. Um, yeah, but I mean, like you said, once you once you get something that works, you just kind of stick with it. And I know that you know myself being very guilty of it, like as we've already discussed in this podcast, always chasing the, the shiny new toy. But that's it. It just goes to show that I mean, if you find something that works, once you once you kind of get it dialed in. Just because something new hits the market, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's it's that much better for right. your game. So, right. but uh, I know we we kind of touched on Patrick Reed a little bit. So um, Patrick Reed, Mister, um, wanted to stay home, spend more time with family. Teed it up in Singapore this past week um, on the Asian tour, China tour, um, and finished a, a cool T thirty one, trying to get those world ranking points. And I think he finished with uh, 0.32 world ranking points, which actually dropped him further in the official that. world golf rankings. <laughs> so um, very interesting to uh, to see them once again. You know, you sit there and, and talk about how you want to spend more time at home, and then you're flying overseas to to get less than a a half a world golf ranking point. So kind of continue to monitor that and see what what the live live guys decide to do, but. Um, 
Yeah. That's I think that's about it for the week. Now, kind of on more of more of a personal level for us, we're all, we're kind of kicking around some ideas for some new merch. I don't know if uh, we'll put this clip together, but Sterling's currently wearing our only merch right now. Uh, it was kind of a it was a one of two. I have one. Sterling has one. I actually was wearing mine yesterday, but just kicking around some different ideas. We're also working on um, putting together a cool little website posting some more videos on YouTube, TikTok, trying to get more uh, more social, more sociable yeah, on yeah. Instagram and um, and Twitter and, and things like that. But what are you thinking for our next um, next merch? I know you're you're a big Imperial guy. But, I, uh, I, I love I love me some rope hats. Madison's wearing a rope hat right now. It just looks so good on you. Yeah, uh, I, I will say. Um, I think we're gonna go something simple. I think we're gonna go probably with a sticker. Um, you know, just something that you know we can pass around and, and share with the people. Big thing is we're we're, we're just trying to grow. Um, yeah. So if you're listening to this now, thank you. We appreciate it. Um, feel free to share the podcast with your friends, family, anyone who loves golf. Yeah, definitely, definitely share it. I mean, we'd love to love to hear what what all of you think. Um, with what we've been been doing so far, uh, we've seen some pretty pretty consistent views. But um, definitely share it. See what your your coworkers think, your family thinks. I know we've got all gotten some feedback from ours. My wife is a avid listener. Every once in a while, um, she did tell me she didn't have time to listen to it last week. I find that hard to believe, but um, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. We did uh, we did ride it around in a car um, this past weekend. Went to Lewis Skinner. We had plenty of time to listen to it. Just saying, <laughs> just throwing it out there. Uh, shout out Danielle. Yeah, Danielle. Um, Maybe we'll find time this week. One last thing I want to talk about before we before we wrap it up. We are two and one. Madison and I, and one. Now, Dwayne, you've been on the show the last three weeks. Yes, sir. I want to extend an invitation. Would you like to join us? And and we'll we'll still be two and one. Yeah, we can't change it now. We've already got too much stuff set up. We're eleven episodes in. <laughs> yeah, we're all right. It's it's gone now. It's we're two and one. Yeah, but Dwayne, would you like to be our our third host? I've talked to my agent, and I think that'd be uh it'd be good for for me to join if you guys will have me. Uh, I'd appreciate it, and um, you know, everybody is about expanding the game. Um, and in all seriousness, I know we. We're very passionate about it. We talk about it. We text ad nauseum throughout the day. Um, as the weather kind of gets a little cooler, I'm sure we'll get out and, and kind of hit the ball around too. So it's something that we, we you know, I, from a knowledge standpoint, we have a little bit of knowledge, but definitely the passion is there for us that, that we really enjoy enjoy playing the game of golf. So um, what better to do than, than to talk about it, you know? So yeah. um, I know you're a live guy. Yeah. All right. So and I'm, I'm okay with live. Unfortunately, don't, we don't have live money. I was gonna say. <laughs> so, so what's your what's your best offer? What can we what can we do? Where can we meet? You? Can we meet you somewhere in the middle? What's your what's your offer? I'm I'm just happy to be part of the team. Couple Pro V's. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say <laughs> like a, a small a <laughs> small sleeve of the uh, Chrome Soft LS. Maybe we'll we'll throw one of this your way. We'll see. <laughs> we it's a it's a razor thin budget over here. So um, <laughs> you know. Mm. Yeah, well, well. No, I know. I know you guys have talked around some ideas, and you know we've kind of talked offline about some some ideas and, and stuff moving forward. So, it, um, we, as Sterling, you touched on the people listening. We're 
thankful for you all listening. And, you know, if you have any ideas that maybe you'd like to hear for those that are listening, we, we're all about expanding. So yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be, them. I think it's going to be awesome. You know, so if, if you have any ideas and you're listening, just, you know, shooting our, our sliding our DMS as, as the kids say, <laughs> um, you know, I, I manage our Instagram account and, and I'll be quick to respond. So, yeah. All right. Well, episode 11, is in the books. Is anybody yeah. playing this week? Oh, well, before we close out, we always got to... Bag it up. Episode 11 is not in the books. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I think I'm going to try. My schedule has now freed up. It's the end of the summer. Mm-hmm. You know, Shout out to the kids going back to school. I'm sure the parents are happy about that as well. Um, so I'm going to have a little bit more time on my hands. I plan to get out and, and, and play you know, a couple nine-hole rounds yeah. in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, and the weather's agreeable, too, which is... Uh, Kind of benefits as well, so a little bit cooler temps out there. So yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I I'd, I'd love to say that I am. I'm not 100 percent sure. I'll be in the area this week, not traveling. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to get some golf again. Um, but I will say I'm gonna be putting some a little more practice in. Um, I do have um a VSGA tournament coming up in the next in the next couple of months. I was actually looking at pulling the trigger on, um. Uh, Chesapeake Country Club, I think, is playing on Monday, um, but I think I don't know if the turnaround would be would be that good. We'll see. I'll let you know by the end of the week. I think I have till Friday to sign up for that. Um, no, where's the tournament you're in? Um, I'm gonna be. Pl- oh shoot! Um, it's the Golden Horseshoe. It's the last one of the um, oh, Diane, of the calendar. Yeah, okay. of the calendar year, and uh, but maybe Chesapeake as well. We'll see. Okay. So just to get this straight, yeah. Four weeks ago, episode seven, you said you were going to try to qualify for the state open. Yep. How much practice have you actually done in the last four weeks? Honestly, a, a more than normal. Um, I've told you I've been to the range a couple times. I'll actually probably go, let's see, I will actually probably go tomorrow morning, if not tomorrow morning, then Wednesday, depending on my uh, conference call load, and just hit balls in the morning. That's what I've been kind of focusing more on is less playing and more just working on the mechanics. Um, my old swing coach told me that before he fired me. Um, so oh, he fired you. Yeah, he fired okay. me. He said, I think, well, I think we covered, I think you, he said I was unteachable. So working on just kind of the mechanics, really kind of going out with um, just one or two clubs and, and making sure that the, the swing and the swing plan is, is consistent and just really looking at ball flight as well. So yeah. really kind of working on that. So I will say I've, I've been putting in a little bit more work than – actually a lot more work than I normally would. Most of the time I would just tee it up and right. just hope for the best. Um, and then also working on short game a little bit as well. So so it sounds like to me you didn't really answer the question. What did you say? How much have you – Every tried? week. Every week. Oh, so you want to put it that way? At, you, least, you one, at least once or twice every week. So you four, Is that the answer? So then four times? If you've once or twice? No, it's been least, three weeks f- since we talked about that. Okay. So then you've only practiced Four three weeks. times? No, once or you twice a week. Once or twice. I mean, at, at, at the so <laughs> three weeks, he's practiced six times. Six times. Maybe, at the most. Five or six times. Let's put it that way. Five or six times if you want exact numbers. Right. Um, about an hour or so? Uh, it's, it's usually more than an hour. It's usually more than an hour each time I go out. <laughs> All right. So. Well. I'd say that's that's pretty good. When we hop on the course, there won't be any line going on then. So no, there there won't. And you know, like I said, I was it last week when were we were hitting balls out here, Dwayne. You were putting. I came out here. I was, was hitting last balls week. last week. Okay, yeah. 
Yeah, so um, I was just hitting seven iron last week, and like I said, just kind of looking at the ball flight and picking a target and making sure that the the ball was kind of landing in the in the same area. Because a lot of times, what I used to do is I'd go out and I'd hit balls, and some would be going right, some would be going left, and I'm just kind of looking at the distance. Is the distance the same each time? Right. But really, kind of focusing on the target, where it's starting and where it's finishing. finishing right. um, so I saw a lot of um, great ball flights last week um so definitely encouraged there and then like i said i've been working on the short game which is kind of where i've been struggling a little bit as of late um you know 50 60 yards out um has kind of been a thorn in my side so working on that and then and then putting as well so good stuff good stuff yeah but uh we'll see starling when the rubber meets the road we'll see yeah when we play that first tournament <laughs> at golden horseshoe at the gold course i'm assuming uh, think, it is uh yeah i believe it is yeah well yeah, we'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll. When is that date again? Uh, I think it's in November. In November. All yeah, right. I'm, I'm gonna, trying to pull it up right now so I can look at it. But. Okay. Well, I'm gonna try to get out there and and shoot some videos and a couple photos, and we'll post yeah. your your score on the Instagram. Ooh, I don't know about that. <laughs> potentially the YouTube, I might do a, a course vlog. As long as it's better than than, la- was it last year? It was yes. last year, right? Last year it was during national. Ooh. I was there recently. I didn't, I didn't. We can talk about this real quick. I caddied for someone at Williamsburg National um, last Monday, mm-hmm. and didn't seem that tough. It was, we played. It was the um, the Jamestown course. Is that that's the one right up up against the road, right? I don't know. It's, so the one that that I played, you you turn into it, and it's like right there. I mean, you can see it from. Yeah, I think the yeah, first tee box so, you can see the road from there. So Williamsburg National, their two courses are pretty much intertwined. Okay, throughout the whole course. So like, yeah, it's as soon as you get off the road, like boom, you're turning into the clubhouse. Is it, is that what you meant? And both number ones are on the left side as you turn in. Mm, oh well, maybe it didn't seem that tough to me. No, um, and like I said, the course itself was was not tough. It was it was the greens and the putting that really killed me. They must have slowed him up because. <laughs> When I was there, the, <laughs> my guy couldn't get him to the hole. So, well, yeah, I've also changed putters. And that was that was one. That was also a bad decision as well. Um, you let me use your old putter or a putter you weren't using that I had maybe practiced with on the green six times. So you picked it up. I did you pick said it. You liked it. I did. I said, feel free to give it a shot. Yep. And I should you not have did. done that. And it didn't work out. Yep, it didn't work out so don't in a come, big way. Don't blame me for that. I'm not blaming you. I'm blaming my own decisions. All right, cool. So, yeah, finish, wrapping up the episode, another happy 26th birthday to uh, to Sterling. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yep, and uh, we'll get out and play, get out and play golf some soon. Should we, have, soon. Should we have Dwayne send, send us away, send us off today? Yeah, let's have Dwayne close it out. All right, Dwayne, let's see. Newest that. member of two and one. Make sure you, make should sure we be three out. and two? No, nah, too late. Nah, nah, nah. Merch is done. It's two and one. I'm yep. wearing the shirt. Y'all see it. Uh, all right, Dwayne, you know, just make sure to give our socials a shout, uh, shout out. Yep. They're all at two and one golf podcast. We've got Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok. TikTok. Sounds like you just did it, sir. All right, let's run it. Go, Go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. No, this is your first, your first official show on the show. Your first, first official show. Your first show. official appearance on the show. Yeah, all right. So well, thanks. Thank you for joining us, folks. And again, as Sterling as, uh, aforementioned, follow us on all social media platforms: TikTok. Right, we got we to start over. Come on. Gotta, <laughs> well, let's, let's hit it one more time. Let's hit it one more time. <laughs>
You don't know. No, no, no. It's no. just, just live. No cuts. No cuts. Just straight up live. Straight up live. No, no cuts. Not okay. cutting this one. Oh, Staying in. Here we go. Don't get to the fire. Yep. All right. Uh, folks, thanks so much for joining us, and uh, follow us on all of our social media platforms, TikTok, Instagram, uh, YouTube as well, and uh, Twitter. We'll see Twitter. And Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, yep. Twitter. Yeah. And we'll uh, see you next week. That was not bad. Are we still going? We're still going. Oh, yeah. What do we think? <laughs> what do we think? That was good. A scale of 1 to 10? That was great. That was a 7. That was good. Forgot about Twitter. 7.2. 7. 7.2. 7. All right. Till next time. <laughs>